My introduction to live-action role-playing came from the 2008 movie Role Models, starring Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. The character Augie, played by Christopher Mintz-Ploss, who made his big-screen debut as McLovin in Superbad, perhaps you remember that, participates in regular LARPing in medieval settings. Side note, I met Mintz-Ploss at a bar one time when I lived in Los Angeles. I was seeing my friend play a show and needed an extra seat for our table, so I asked the actor if anyone was using the vacant chair at his table or if I could borrow it. He said, no, go ahead. Very smooth action all around. Gary Busey was also sitting at the table on the other side of me. His son was in the band. And that has to be the oddest combination of celebrities ever to be in the same room. Of course, I'm counting myself and my friend musician amongst that group. Anyway, the spirit of this kind of environment is evident in the movie. People from all walks of life can join in on the fun with a common bond of having an open mind and being willing to play. What we see in role models, it's not so different from the Texas Renaissance Festival, where you'll see engaging experiences nearly everywhere you turn when you bring that open mind and readiness to play. Between themed weekends, local business owners peddling their wares, and elegant performers interacting with visitors, it's a spectacular time. Presiding over it all is the king of the Texas Renaissance Festival, who just so happens to be this episode's guest. Yes, we're kicking off the new season of Good People, Cool Things in royal style. So put on your finest garb, grab a turkey leg, and let's have ourselves a grand old time seeing what's in store for this year's RenFest. I'm Joey Held. This is Good People, Cool Things. And here's my conversation with the king of the Texas Renaissance Festival. To kick things off, can you give us your name and your elevator pitch, but the type of elevator that we're riding on as well? Well, I must tell you, my name is the King of the Texas Renaissance Festival. Well, that's actually more of my title, my name being Berlac de Havillon, Arturo Jorge Enrique da King, indeed. But <laughs> most people just call me the King. And I am a representative of the Texas Renaissance Festival, and it is my duty as King to invite all the goodly folks throughout the country to come and visit us here at our glorious fair from October 7th to November 26th this year. And that does include the Friday after Thanksgiving. So that's the most important thing I do. And tell people that they can get their tickets online at texrenfest.com. Isn't that lovely? Lovely. I, I'm <laughs> curious now because you mentioned the Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. Is there an uptick in turkey leg sales that weekend? <laughs> you know, I don't know that we've ever tracked that metric, but but now you've got something that I can go let our marketing team know all about. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if it would go up or if those would go down and people would would splurge on other things because they're like, right. I'm too full from from Thanksgiving turkey. And there's plenty of other good stuff. Right. Uh, good point. And, and then you makes you wonder if the weekend before, if they know Thanksgiving's coming up, if they decide, well, I don't want a turkey leg. Or they decide, you know, I'm so excited about turkey in a few days. I'm going to start eating it right now. <laughs> well, I look forward to the marketing update after uh, after the festival wraps up. We'll see. Love a good data-driven story here, particularly. Exactly. And I even pretend I know what data is. <laughs> well, this might be data that I think you you would know is that it's 50 years this year of the Texas Renaissance Festival. How have things evolved since, let me do the math, 1973 is the first 
No, oh, uh, pardon me. No, I don't mean to. Uh, no, go for it. We actually, we started in 1974. Okay, and, 1974, um, now, that's the math. <laughs> right. But this is our 50th festival, but next year is our 50th anniversary. That'll be 50 years, and we've planned a huge celebration for that. But this year, we have planned a special celebration, and I think that's what you're referring to, because we're celebrating my queen's birthday on yes. our weekend. So what can what can we expect if we're there on opening weekend with the big birthday bash? Well, if you show up there, the, the first thing you're going to find out is that um, your admission into the festival is as cheap as it's been in decades. So you're going to save money instantly right there. And then as you wander around the site in honor of my queen's birthday, all the vendors and artisans and performers have special uh, events and special uh, bargains, as they say, and discounts for people to buy very special gifts in honor of the queen, so they can save money there. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have games. We're, we're gonna be playing all sorts of games, and uh, we're going to have uh, a big cake for the queen in our basilica and all the performers will be singing for her and i'm going to present her with a gift five gifts throughout the day at each of our proclamations i can't wait oh that sounds wonderful do we get a, a sneak peek of what kind of cake it is or is that a you have to be there to find out well i think you're going to have to be there but it's going to be a big huge cake surrounded by lots of little bitty cakes <laughs> That's the dream cake, really. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's absolutely perfect. We planned it. Uh, we've, uh, we're, we're really excited. I have to have everything be perfect for my queen's birthday. And of course, it's October. So that first weekend, we're all going to be wearing our Oktoberfest garments. So we'll all be dressed in lederhosen. And the girls will be wearing their drindles. And everyone will be running around and lifting their steins and saying prost and uh, butchering their uh, the german language with their bad german accents yeah <laughs> oktoberfest so i've been practicing it sounds it sounds great i was actually in germany earlier this year for fruling fest which is uh spring fest basically and Ooh, how I, fun was that it was oh it was delightful it was the last day when i happened to be in munich and did not plan this at all just to, the trip worked out where I was like, wait, I should go to this. And it was delightful. So well, that's amazing. I, I love things like that. So what did you do there? I, I'm just sort of interested. Yeah, they had I it was kind of like a an amusement park almost like they had a lot of different vendors. They had pop up games, I multiple beer tents where you could just go in, raise a stein, live music, doing the cheers. I was a little distressed, though. They had uh, turkey hats where the you could turn them on like it was literally like a full turkey bird that you'd put on your head and then you could really? hit, hit a switch and the little legs would move back and forth and i feel like i probably should have gotten one of those and i didn't so missed out i, on I really fashion. wish you had <laughs> That would Indeed. probably be the cover art for this podcast if I had. <laughs> I, that, that would be beautiful. In fact, I, I think I'm going to have to go and find me the turkey leg, the living turkey leg hat. Yeah, I, surely, surely it's not my... proprietary to Germany. I'm sure it's available. Well, I, it matters not. I'll send my <laughs> messengers and spies over to Germany and we'll copy it. <laughs> I also enjoyed, uh, they had Beerstein leg warmers 
which maybe in Texas we don't need as often, but still, still nice to have. Well, well yeah, certainly not this year, indeed. But um, well, then you'll you'll love our Oktoberfest that we have here because we have lots of beer steins, and in fact, we have our own brewer here, the Brigadoon Brewer, and in honor of our Queen's birthday, he's brewing a very special Hefeweizen. which we'll be tapping the keg on on stage to surprise her. It'll be very exciting. I love a good half of Eisen. I'm sold. I'm sold. Well, then you need to come visit us on opening weekend. I am going to be out of town, but I will do my best to be in two places at once. Well, I, well, all of our weekends are fun. It's just if you if you like, I have. A, I tell you what, I'll ask the Brigadoon Brewery to make up a few extra kegs, and when you do visit, they'll probably have Hefeweizen throughout the year. That is perfect, and you kind of alluded to this just now that this isn't the only themed weekend. You've got other things going on. So if if you are like me and you have to attend a family wedding on opening right. weekend, but you're coming in for one of the other weekends. What can we expect? Oh, well, you can expect a lot of fun. For on our second weekend, we have what we call a thousand and one dreams. And there, the fairy court of Avalon joins me and my court. And we all go about the village dressed as fairies and satyrs and magical creatures and just living out our dreams and having a lovely day it's so much fun and um of course all the children love to visit and flit about and uh, we have costume contests every day so if you win our costume contest you can win season tickets to next year's festival which will be very special being it's our 50th and um, after a thousand and one dreams, then we have a pirate adventure and we all dress as pirates and the whole village becomes piratical and it's absolutely fun. And we run around with cutlasses and we drink lots of grog and we sing lots of songs and we just have a marvelous time being pirates for the whole entire weekend. We um, follow that one up with uh, what we call an All Hallows Eve weekend where we celebrate Halloween. And um, then we all dress very scary and spooky and we run around and we boo with people and uh, there's trick-or-treating throughout the village that people can enjoy. And uh, we just have a marvelous time being creepy and spooky. My queen likes to say it's a spooktacular event. And um, after that, uh, some people enjoy, um, I believe in in your time, there's lots of heroes and uh, like there's the Spider-Men's and the dog men, you know, all the animal fellows and and the heroes like Thor and Superman and those fellows. We celebrate all the heroes. I like to dress up as King Arthur, indeed. And we have a glorious time and we invite all the folks to come and join us at our festival and dress as their favorite hero or villain for indeed you can't have a hero without a villain that explains why my queen always dresses up as morgana the witch it's it's quite <laughs> exciting what what hero would you be joey oh that's a great question i i I, villain? I i think i'd be a hero oh. i i don't know if this would qualify but i went to a party last year as uh one of the i guess one of the tune squad from space jam who is working to protect the world via oh a that's very game. heroic I think so too. Which one did you dress as? 
Uh, I was just kind of a nondescript. I probably would have been Bill Murray's character, maybe Wayne Knight. Uh, you know, after after all the Halloween candy, maybe put on a few extra pounds. So more more of the Wayne Knight character where <laughs> not not very fast, but I'm I'm big and slow too. So those are my those are my traits. <laughs> well, you see, now that's that can be very good in some cases, I think. So exactly, we have yeah. to be proud of what we have. Exactly. Yeah. Throw throw some elbows, box out a little bit. Okay, that'll be great. <laughs> Ooh, I like the whole boxing out. Indeed. Oh, you know, <laughs> speaking of boxing out, after our um, Heroes and Villains weekend, we have a barbarian invasion. And that's where all the barbarians come and join us, and they all dress in fur and leather. And ooh, it's quite a musky weekend, I tell you. But all the <laughs> barbarians come out and enjoy us. And, of course, as I said earlier, we have a costume contest. So on that weekend, we honor the best-dressed barbarian with season tickets to our next year's festival. And after that, we celebrate the a Highland Fling. Everything Scots. Have you ever worn a kilt? I actually haven't. I feel like I'm missing out. Oh, well, maybe that's the weekend you visit. You should come up and then you can wear a kilt. It's so freeing, your knees all out in the air, and you can just wander around. And, and then you can butcher brogue. And I love <laughs> to butcher brogue, I tell you, and pretend I'm a Scot and drink lots of scotch, <laughs> um, much to the dismay of the real Scots, who generally just ask me to drink and not talk quite so much. <laughs> but I do give it my best shot. And what's wonderful about our uh, Highland Fling weekend, we actually have our own Highland Games that takes place in our arena, which is where the joust is uh, held. By the way, we have a joust uh, four times a day. But... Um, so that's quite a bit of fun when they're celebrating all the Highland games and then all the scotch. And by the end of that weekend, we're all ready for a holiday celebration. And we end our year with three days of Celtic Christmas. We decorate the whole village for the holidays and we invite everyone to come and enjoy the day after Thanksgiving and the weekend after Thanksgiving and just celebrate the holidays perhaps find a very special gift because we have over 400 artisans on site so you can find unique handmade objects some of them from all over the world it's it's just absolutely amazing what you can find and it's far more relaxed than you know some of the other places you can go on that uh, weekend after uh, thanksgiving to shop because you know we're on a 60 acre site and we have trees and everything is just beautiful gardens and flowers and plants everywhere. And even in the fall, it's just, ah, oh, it's delightful to be outside with the crisp air. And then you see all the decorations for the holidays and suddenly you're just swept up into the mood. I love it. So less shoving people and, and trampling over each other to get a toy and more, uh, more jovial experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in fact, in, in fact, I don't think we've had a stampede out here ever. Oh, that's, that's very good. Very impressive. Yes, we, we work very hard to not have any stampedes. <laughs> and that's that's something else that I think is maybe an, an overlooked element of the Renaissance Festival is how many of these artisans are small business owners. This is a podcast where we've had many business owners come on, talk about building their brand, talk about how they got into the business in the first place. And I think it's it's really cool to have 
that sort of, you know, generations of families working in these businesses, bringing them to the Renaissance Festival. So can you just talk a little bit about that sort of family element and, and what it means for all these artisans? Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know th th you are exactly right. Everything you said is absolutely true. We have generations of folks out here that started in uh, 1974 and they came out here over the years and they started a business. A lot of them, it was a dream. I always wanted to sell my own art or I have been working on glass blowing all these years and I finally wanted to set up my own booth and do demonstrations and show people how to do it, you know, with our blacksmiths and you know we have broom makers jewelers uh we have garment makers it, it's just so much and all of these people like you said they're their own business they're small business owners this is how they support their lives many of them travel to renaissance festivals and art festivals and art shows throughout the country and the world um as far as renaissance fe uh, festivals are concerned trf has always been an anchor of the renaissance circuit because you can start in uh, early uh early february a festival opens up in arizona and then from there they move around the country in texas we have uh two other festivals that open up we have one um Sherwood Forest Fair near Austin. That one opens up in the early spring. And then uh, Scarborough Fair up near Dallas and Waxahachie opens up in uh, late spring, early summer. And again, all of these festivals have artisans and crafters and even the cooks and the chefs, the people that make all the different types of food. Many of them travel from festival to festival to present their arts, to live out their dream. Um, some people, it's just a retirement fantasy. They spent their whole life working in one business and they always wanted to retire and do leather work or, you know, make children's clothing or tunics, or they always wanted to have their own musical act or they enjoyed juggling. And so they spent their time and the festivals have allowed them to develop their talents. And again, we're 50 years old. So that's 10, you know, 10 decades of being able to work and become a professional. And at the same time, Every year, someone new comes in to try to live out their dream, to try to do something exciting. Even as a young prince, when I first came to the festival, that's exactly what it was. I couldn't believe all the things that I could see and do and experience. And, um, and over the years, my last uh, 25 years as king, you, you recognize the generational quality of it. Not only have my kids grown up out here, but you see kids that I knighted uh, when I first became king are bringing their children out there. And sometimes even their children are coming out. We have grandparents. Um, some of our oldest vendors have been with us from the beginning. Lahia Giles, who we uh, lovingly called the empanada lady. Indeed, <laughs> she started out here selling empanadas. She had one booth, one place. Now she has partners. She's partnered with our Polish people. She has... Uh, she, she, she's a major vendor out here. And again, she offers up her spaces to other people to help and do it. Uh, the Emhoffs who are out here, they started uh, sausage on a stick and now they own the whole German area and in a great big uh, pirate area in which they eat and the Bassies. So it's very exciting to see these people that have started up and taken over 
you know, from their parents and, you know, are getting ready to pass the business on to their grandparents. It's grand experience. That's very cool. And I, I agree. I think you can really tell in just the craftsmanship, just the care and authenticity behind it, because, you know, you'll go to shops sometimes and it's like, oh, this isn't maybe the best quality stuff. But I've never found that to be the case when I've gone to the Renaissance Festival. It's like you can you can tell that there's love and care going into things, which really does make a difference. Oh, I, I agree with you 100 percent. And 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 it's that love and that the joy of art, even in performing, you know, so our performers out here, our mud men who have been out here from the very beginning, who started literally in a puddle in the street and now are at a huge stage and have a huge mud pit uh, that they perform in. And uh, it's just amazing, you know, acts that were out in the street, you know, early jugglers are now traveling throughout the United States. We've had, we've had entertainers go from here to uh, the, the big city up North where they have the big theaters and the broad places and the ways and all of that. They, they even go all the way to there and perform. And uh, we're, we're very proud of what they do. And um, and again, they're all artists and they all work um, to improve their art and to bring joy and happiness and a smile, you know, whether it's eating delicious food or finding that perfect necklace to give that special someone in your life. So, okay, well, I want to ask you questions about your relationship with Strike and Nona, but first, let's okay. get to the gossip. <laughs> yeah, right on, I know. Let's let people in on I what know. the f*** we're talking This gossip is another piece of gossip that came from a busybody. Hi, friends. I have some gossip that happened to me today that will forever be my favorite and most regretted misconnection opportunity. The misconnection? I know. It also says that he lives, or his work is swamp, that he went to the school of swamp, he's agnostic, and a 36-year-old straight white man, and that he's seven feet tall. Oh my god, swamp man, agnostic. (laughs) Oh god. She's like, but we counted the toes, like there couldn't be three, two, three-toed, or two, (laughs) three-toed. African greys. And so she like gets her husband up in the middle of the night and she's like, go look at his feet again. Uh-huh. And the husband goes out and he counts one, two, three, and the fourth one is curled under. And then she says, something's going on and it's not me. I'm sure she never thinks it's yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I got that. Sense it's never her <laughs> Yes. Also, if you locked the door, what the hell are you worried about? Yeah, what are you, and why are you yelling at someone for jiggling the handle? You didn't answer. You just say, someone's in here, occupied or whatever. <laughs> Babe Patrol. Babe Patrol, a podcast about small gossips, small to medium relationships, and big tangents. Tune in for season two of Babe Patrol out Tuesdays, wherever you get your pods. Bye. Bye. Now, there are people who come every year to the Renaissance Festival, but there (laughs) might be some new people who haven't yet made it out yet. So from a longtime expert, from the king, what Uh, do you recommend that people do to have a good time if it's their first time visiting RenFest? 
Oh, if it's your first time um, visiting RenFest, what you need to do is just open your mind and prepare to play. That's all we want you to do is come out and play. You're going to walk in through our gates and suddenly you're going to hear music from the Renaissance period. You're going to smell all the different foods and there's incense and spices from all over the world and you just become enveloped in it. And you're going to hear people calling you to their shops, calling you to look at their wares. You're going to see performers in the streets engaging you, asking you, what is your fantasy? Who are you? Where are you from? Because you may be a king from your own land, or perhaps you're a knight, or perhaps you're a rogue, or maybe during the day as you visit, you'll find out. Um, and I think if it's your first time to the festival, you're going to find quite quickly that you're going to need to come back again. And uh, we certainly have ways, if you go online, you can find out all about our different themed weekends. And if it's your first time, pick out uh, something that you know you're going to enjoy, or you know maybe you want to try something brand new. Decide, come out that weekend. If you can put on a costume, we recommend it. It's far more fun. But if not, we have booths out here that can dress everything from fairies to pirates to kings to queens to knights to papas to peasants. Anything you desire, you can dress up as, and suddenly you can become a part of it. So as long as uh, you're willing to play, you're going to have a great time. And then prepare to eat, because we have food from all over the world for all types of tastes, from vegan to gluten-free to other special diet needs. You will find a booth, you will find a place out here that has food for you to enjoy. Um, you might want to, if it's your first time, get our souvenir program so that you can find, use our map to find your way around the village. But I think perhaps we've made it e even easier now that I think about it, because you can visit our website at texrenfest.com, which is where you're going to be buying your tickets because you want, definitely want to get them advanced because that's where they're cheapest. And then we have a what to do section. So you can find out all the things we have there. You can uh, you can plan your day and get a, a checklist of all the things that you want to visit. We are we have people actually that you can hire to help give you a tour if you want to hire them for an hour or two hours. Um, all the money goes to uh, charity from that, but they can guide you around and show you ways. And if you have special needs, whether you need a scooter or a, uh, a special chair with wheels. Deals, whatever you need, we will endeavor to help you out and to get you around. In fact, we have um, two weekends, and you can find these weekends online where we have ASL people to come out here. So, you know, if it's your first time, don't let uh, anything stop you from coming out here, please. Fantastic. And one other thing that I want to touch on that mm -hmm. is not related to, well, actually, no, I take that back. It is related to RedFest, but not anything that we've talked about yet is that you have a podcast. The oh, Here that's Ye, right. <laughs> Hear Ye podcast, which also spells on one of perhaps my favorite common typos, I guess, that people will have where they'll say mm -hmm. here, here, and they'll spell it H-E-R-E. -E. No, <laughs> right. no, it's H-E-A-R. So thank you for, for being grammatically correct as well with the Hear Ye, Hear Ye podcast. <laughs> 
Well, th- oh, well, indeed, my queen doesn't like me to make too many mistakes. Indeed, she, <laughs> she takes good care of me. But um, in sooth, uh, I do. It's called Hear Ye, Hear Ye, a Texas-style renaissance podcast. And uh, our founder and first king, uh, George Coulomb, from who has passed the crowns down through the decades. And as I said, for the last 25 years, I've worn the crown. Um, he decided that he wanted a podcast and he wanted us to have an opportunity to share and talk about all the different people that work out at the festival. And so for the last three and a half years, I have been learning all this technology so that I can go and interview crafters and vendors and performers and people who've been involved with the festival. Some of them only 10, 12 years, others since it began. And some of them, uh, like our owner and founder and first King George, who went to the original festival back in the 60s, the Pleasure Fair in uh, California. In Southern California, so it's a uh, it's a it's a fun podcast, and people want to find that again. It's located at textrenfest.com. Um, just go uh, under the tab um, "More Information," and you'll find podcast, and click. On- on that we have 57 episodes so there's plenty of people for you to uh find out about i'm getting ready to actually i'm glad you mentioned that because i'm uh, going to have a new podcast come out here in the next week and in that podcast i spoke with a young man named josh who is opening a booth out here and it's called the dragon forge experience And at this uh, booth, everyone can become a blacksmith for a little while. So he has set up an interactive experience where people can actually use the hammer and other tools to bang on molten um, iron and make their own knives or utensils. And in fact, I'm going to be making the queen a very special birthday present at the Dragon Forge experience so they can find a link to the Dragon Forge experience, and uh, they can sign up for a uh, time to schedule a time to learn how to be a blacksmith. And they also always reserve spots for people can walk up and see it. So that's a very special thing we have coming up this year that I'm glad I got to mention. Indeed. And from one audio medium to another, you kind of touched on this a little bit, that you're going to hear a lot of music and a lot of singing while you're at Ren Fest. Do you have a favorite ballad? Uh, do I have a favorite ballad? I do. I like this one. It's called um, John Bollycorn. And it, it's all about the uh, what they use, the hops that they brew for the barley corn for when they make beer. And it's a whole song that alludes to old Sir John as he grows up from youth and becomes strong. And then he grows his beard. And of course, they have to take the scythe and cut him down. And then they brew him into a beer that everyone gets to drink. So I've always been kind of partial to that one. I've always thought that was fun. And then once I heard this song from your era, the modern times, that was called... um, It was called Songs from the Woods by this lovely minstrel fellow named Ian. And I I thought that that was an absolute lovely song. So I like both those ballads a lot. And of course, out here at the festival, we have so many bands. Um, One of my favorite balladeers out here is Jim Hancock, the burly minstrel. He plays uh, at several stages out here, and he's just a joy to listen to. And um, so many 
so many musicians. It's just so much fun. Did I talk to you about camping yet? You have not. Let's hear it. Did you know that we have our own campground? It's called the Fields of New Market. And uh, certainly no, anyone who has not been here, um, they might enjoy the uh, knowing that they can come out to the festival and they can take advantage of our stay and play pass. And then they can camp in our campground and then they can walk or take a shuttle to the festival. They can enjoy the festival all day on Saturday. They can come back to our campground where we have all sorts of events going on throughout the evening. We have a bonfire and there's dancing and singing and drumming. We have the nights club that people could go into and they, they have all sorts of shows in there. Some nights they even have burlesque and they have bands playing. And uh, of course that's a, an all adult affair at the nights club. And they, they even have um, bars and they have dancing. So all sorts, of things can happen in our campground we also have a family campground bonfire so if people want to bring their children and uh, we have a marshmallow social and they make crafts and oftentimes they'll show a movie so there's just so much to do just in the fields of new market so you can come out here um, you can start camping out here on a thursday afternoon and you can stay all the way till noon on monday so you can enjoy the festival. You can enjoy time out with your family and nature because our campground is over 200 acres and it's with trees and it's beautiful. And of course, there's wildlife and birds and everything around. So that's a glorious time. And then you get to come to the festival, which is a beautiful, interactive Renaissance village. And, you, you know, there's just so much, Joey. There is so much to do out here. I, I just hope that people can can stand it. <laughs> well, that segues <laughs> nicely. It, it, I know it might be like picking children, but if you had to narrow it down to a top three, because we always end with the top three, what are the top three things to do at the festival this year? Well, um, well, I think I mentioned one of them. I think one of the top things that people should definitely try to do is uh, take advantage of the Dragon Forge experience. I think you'll definitely want to come and, and see the joust and enjoy that. Um, you'll want to have a turkey leg. We have fireworks at the end of every evening at the Texas Renaissance Festival. And right before fireworks, we have a fire show with a group called Solar Rain. And these this huge group of people comes out and they all dance with fire and you would not believe it. And again, you can see some pictures and some videos of that on our website, texrenfest.com. That, that happens every evening. There's just so much. Uh, you Oh, you said only three though. Uh, <laughs> I know it's, a, it's the toughest question of all. It is because, you know, there's, of course, you know, there's the clan tinker and the theater of fools. We have our sin, the Parisian clown. My goodness, we have uh, the Shakespearean group sound and fury. And then we have the Shakespearean group fake Shakespeare. And then we also have belly dancing with the, the um, world dance theater in our Greek area. Did I tell you we have different food areas? We have Greeks, we have Scots, we have Polish, we have Italian, we have Scots. It's just so much. Three, you say? <laughs> mm, I, I 
just don't even know. I guess the first thing that I would say that they had to do is walk through the gates. And then the second thing I would say they have to do is as much as they can do in one day and then come back and do it again. I love it. And you've mentioned it a couple of times throughout mm -hmm. the show, but just in case people are tuning in now, they're, they're, right. they listen to podcasts and they're like, I want to go half an hour or so in before I start right. listening. <laughs> Where can they find out all the information? Um, they can find out all the information at textrenfest.com. Uh, that's T-E-X-R-E-N-F-E-S-T dot com. And they can go there. They can find out all sorts of information. I would also uh, invite them to go to um, the Book of Faces or the, the Facebook you can go there. We do lots of things. Occasionally, I will post, but we have a very good fellow, Colton, who's been uh, taking care of us there. So you can always go there. You can see what's going on, and you can ask him questions, and he'll direct you wherever you want. You're also welcome to um, call up the Texas Renaissance Festival, um, and uh, we're happy to direct them wherever they need to be. Did I tell you we had weddings out here, too? No, but I have heard of that happening i've not been to one yet though which makes me think i maybe need some new friends <laughs> i think so i think you should definitely come out and visit and you will find a lot of new friends so we have we have almost thirty thousand people come out here every weekend and and yes we do have weddings we have uh generally we have 50 to 60 weddings during our festival glorious couples getting married in in all kinds of ways they get married we've had people get married um from the land of uh, china and they had a complete chinese wedding we've had old irish weddings out here we've had very traditional weddings it, it's amazing sometimes people are just content to jump a broom and that'll be it Amazing. 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 It around. is amazing. Yes. Well, King, I don't know about you, but I'm very excited. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. And October 7th. That's opening, right. Opening day. That's opening day. We're going to start off with a celebration for my queen's birthday. And uh, because it's October 7th, the first weekend of October, we want everybody to come and enjoy a an Oktoberfest celebration. So put on your lederhosen and celebrate the Queen's birthday with us. Texas Renfest King. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Thank you very much. Huzzah. You are a good people, Joey. Oh, thank you. You too. You too. And of course, we have to end with a corny joke. As we always do, why were the medieval times called the Dark Ages? I don't know. Why were the medieval times called the Dark Ages? They had a lot of knights. <laughs> after today, people. <laughs> That's true, we did. Oh, I tell what you did there. That's good. <laughs> good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Ooh.